Mortal Kombat. That's the one tick they didn't do, actually, isn't it? Yeah. No one screamed Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but I feel like that's the one where they, they couldn't have reasonably got away with it. Yeah, that is the one, sort of. Everything else they managed to somehow weave in. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, I was one half of the Omcast and joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. We're also joined by Riley. Say hello, Riley. Riley's a dog, he's not going to say hello. <laughs> In this episode, we're talking about the new video game adaptation, Mortal Kombat, directed by Simon McQuand and starring Louis Tan, Joe Taslam and Josh Lawson, to name but a few. It's a big cast. <laughs> To name but a few, all of the big names. All the big names. Well, they fucking Josh Lawson needs everything. He's that's Kano. Okay, and so he needs everything. Yeah, he so needs he more. he needs more. Um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat. We've been talking about this for a bit and oh, wait, have. waiting for some version of it to be coming. You know how it's going to come out in the UK. We weren't sure. It's been out in the states for a couple of weeks now, um, and they just sort of randomly dropped it. Like Warner Brothers just decided yeah. that they were going to put it out in the same way they've done with. Um, Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. But the difference being that Kong versus Godzilla is going to be out of the cinemas as well in like yeah. in like two weeks' time. The cinemas are reopening in the UK, and you can book to see Kong versus Godzilla, but you can't see Mortal Kombat. But it's available to rent on all the streaming platforms. Yeah. So that being the case, we rented it. We we did. We paid money. Yep. And we, sometimes when we say we paid money, we might not have paid money. Why would you say that? But but we did pay money. Just because we get freebies, we're big shots. We're big shot pod, podmans. Yeah, we get sent screeners. We do get sent screeners. Yeah, from from BAFTA. Right, yes. Yeah, because we're members. We're of members the of BAFTA. We're um, members of the Academy, except for our votes don't count when we vote for things that should really matter and didn't happen. But yeah. anyway, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal, Mortal Kombat's Kombat. good, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell! Like, I yeah, it has no right being this no. good, does it? It's just, no. But I really, really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. So like, 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 it's not. It's it's one. Of, it's like I'd say it's on a level with like Tomb Raider. Yeah, like I don't know. I think might, I think it might be better than Tomb Raider. It. I think some of the. I think it's more. Inter- I think the back end a bit more entertaining. I was expecting something a bit different, to be honest. I think for pound entertainment value, I think it's better than Tomb Raider. Yeah, but. Tomb Raider is. I think that those are the two. We're talking about the new Tomb Raider, by the way, the one with Alicia Vikander. Yeah, because that's the one that often gets overlooked. People always say that is this going to be the one that breaks the the the, the video game to movie curse? We're both in agreement that we think that that Tomb Raider movie is the closest we've come so far. Really, yeah, we've closest that we've come to a good video game adaptation movie. Yeah, and maybe Sonic. Actually, now I think actually, about it. fuck no, Sonic's <laughs> the best one. No, no, Sonic is the best one. But it's not really that, that's different though because it's not an adaptation. No, Sonic is it's just Sonic turning up in our world. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. Whereas like Tomb Raider and this are adaptations of the source yeah. material. Um, but yeah, so this is Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> so it's long storied Mortal Kombat as well. So based on the original kind, where well, this is, it kind of reimagines a lot of the lore. Yeah, it's like you know a lot more about the lore than I do. Yeah, I've literally been like a. Played the first one in the arcades. Yeah. Played the second one in arcades. Played the third one on console, and played pretty much every iteration ever since. There you go. So if, if yeah, you're as a as a died of the world Mortal Kombat fan who's played all the games, then did it satisfy you this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. 
It didn't like. I didn't like. I was a little bit disappointed, but they're clearly setting up a sequel. What disappointing? Just because of the stuff they didn't include. Yeah, there wasn't anything in there that they included that you felt like. No, was like. I think there's there's a lot of stuff they're using, a lot of stuff they're holding back, a lot of the stuff that they can work with, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, um. Like some of the character, like I said to you, like some of the characters that popped up, and I'm like, that's a deep dive. Yeah, that's like a Mortal Kombat four. Yeah, on like PlayStation two. But you can tell the reason, like they, they, they've got they're using their bank strength because they know that they have to have fatalities. Fodder. Yeah, exactly. Absolute it's like, fodder. It's because like these fights, almost like all the major fights, have to end in some br- a brutal death. And so what that means is you have to burn through characters. Like, not everyone's going to make it out of Mortal Kombat 1 and into the second one. No. <laughs> so you have it that. Would, it's, it's not like injured combat. No, someone has to fall by the wayside. <laughs> yeah. So they, they had to pick carefully how they were going to go about doing it. Yeah. Um, but they I, did it really well. I will say, like, there's a couple of things. Like, probably do, like, a spoiler section yeah. on this, I think. It's worth sort of talking about and spoilers sort of side of thing. But from a plot perspective... Talk us through the... Well, it's Mortal Kombat, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It's Mortal Kombat. They're like, they're, they're, there's, they're, a there's a tournament. Every generation, yeah. there's a tournament. There's a tournament. They've won nine. They want, they want to win the tenth one. It's the yeah. same story as the 1995 film. Yeah. Um, but, like, so, but, yeah, it's, it, that's the thing. Is the story is very, very thin on that level, but then there's also all these elements of mythology to it. So the, the, the movie begins with the story of, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. Which is a brilliant like brutal scene set in like feudal japan yeah um so it gives you that bit of context towards it but then they also i think what they do well in this is that when it then cuts forward to the present day the stakes they do they do a job of like having the whole build up to the tournament with like them being chased and like they're trying to the idea is that we've got like these champions of earth yeah that will fight for us in this tournament and it being what it is, like, well, like the obvious things, well, they're not going to wait until a tournament, are they? They're going to kill them beforehand. Yeah. And so, and that's exactly what they do. And yeah. they set up, like, the antagonist, and particularly, like, Sub-Zero, really well. He's, like, he's fucking threatening. Yeah, like, he's fucking intimidating. And, yeah. like, historically, you always sort of side with, like, Sub-Zero is often set as, like, like he had his own game. Yeah. He tends to be set as like the heroic character, but it's it's always you've always got to remember like the first ever Sub Zero that appeared canonically, Behan, yeah. is um, was a villain and did kill Scorpion and his family. Yeah, so that is where it and is. that so. is like the true origin. Hey, sorry, hey. sorry, podcast. Um, yeah, so this is the original um, Sub Zero. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, I think what they do, what they do a really good job of is having that that section early in the movie where you see him like in the real world. Yeah, it's like he's not in a an else world. Well, he's not just constantly in a, um, a fighting um, arena. Yeah, against another person, they put him in the real world, like have him like just attack a, a down, you know downtown area, and just like yeah. with no regard for the civilian casualties sort of he's thing. He's not hiding. He doesn't no. care about civilian casualties. All that sort of shit, and that makes it, and that gives the sen- a sense of like um of stakes that they never had like because we I was watching the old ones um earlier today yeah and that's something where they they talk in all these but the world will be destroyed and millions of people and all the rest of, but like you never see any of it that the no. real world doesn't exist in it because it's everything's shot on a soundstage and it's yeah. so completely removed from reality 
Whereas they took a little bit of time at the be- in the early in the first act of this just to establish that no, the, yeah, it's the real world. Yeah, <laughs> and like by introducing like so introducing Cole yeah. as well. Yeah, so Cole's like a new character to the canon. Yeah, he's our point of view character. He's yeah. our Luke Skywalker. He's like the protagonist. Yeah. yeah, like you say, like the Luke Skywalker that we follow. And I think that's quite effective because they've done that a couple of times in the games because obviously what you're talking about is, is for anyone that is unfamiliar, they are like beat em up combat yeah. fighting games. Yeah. Where like any of the other ones, so you just pick a fighter and you go and do a fight. Yeah. The the sort of the outsiding sort of part that they have, their unique selling point is like the fatalities and the violence and viscera and gore that they contain within it. Yeah. And but like characters are built and designed on the basis that they have different fighting styles. They're not built like yeah. A lot of their like their backstories and stuff are sort of somewhat irrelevant. But then they they've yeah. they feel that but because of the fact that we've had now what we're on eleven. Yeah. Because of that fan favourites have emerged and they've had their stories filled out more so there yeah. there is more like they've got proper backstories and relationships with one another And but as it originally started it was just a case of well we need a kung fu guy we need a punchy guy <laughs> we, yeah. we need a, we need a woman in the bikini we need like and, and that's the thing if you look at like Mortal Kombat 1 there was Sub-Zero and Scorpion which were the same character models yeah but just different colours yeah um, there was Raiden, Johnny Cage, uh, Sonya Blade, and I can't remember any. There were like uh, Kano and a couple of others, but there were very few characters. There were like yeah. eight if, at that, if that. Yeah. And then that sort of expanded, and then when you get to like Mortal Kombat three, like the Ultimate Collection, there's like yeah. forty four characters yeah, to choose amazing. from. It's there's crazy. like the Cyborg Ninjas. There's Every rainbow coloured ninja you can imagine, every yeah. rainbow coloured female and then assassin. They, and that then you can on top imagine. of that, they add in like additional like, licensed characters you can get in there now as yeah. well because it's it's, a, um, it's owned by Warner Brothers. So that basically means they've got free reign on anything Warner Brothers have ever done, which, which is crazy. includes Terminator, Rambo, yeah, uh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, the Freddy Krueger, the Predator. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think who else is in there. There's all sorts. Like the Joker pops up in a few. And like... well, yeah, but that's because the other um, game franchise that they've sort of jumped over to is um, Injustice. Yeah. Because again, Warner Brothers they own that, but never around like in between Mortal Kombat games they make the Injustice fighting games yeah. here, which are great. And I've played a lot of. Yeah. And like you're a big fan of those games as well, aren't you? Like... Yeah. Well, yeah. The stories are cool, and then, and again the roster is like they particularly with like yeah. the second one grew it out more and more, and you get a ridiculous amount of characters to play with but for me growing up I didn't I never really played Mortal Kombat that much mm. I think I, it was one of those ones I never owned a Mortal Kombat game yeah I for whatever reason I always had Tekken okay I remember having Tekken 3 on the PlayStation on the PlayStation 1 and I had Tekken 6 yeah on the Xbox one of the Xboxes but those were my fighting games I knew them and I knew some of the characters throughout you know all that yeah. sort of stuff but for whatever reason I just never did Mortal Kombat so I don't have the same level of nostalgia for it and all the oh hype. Oh god, yeah. I don't know all the all the ins and outs of it, and so th- there are certain like fan servicey moments and stuff mm-hmm. in both this movie and in the old movies as well that sort of pass me by a little bit. But yeah. I get it. I understand. <laughs> like yeah. I said, like, like when when um, Liu Kang um, kicks someone <laughs> in yeah. the head and, <laughs> and takes him across the screen, bicycle I, kick. I understand that's something that he did in the game. I understand there are certain like we were sitting there watching it earlier, going tick. 
tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah. because they had what was it fatality, flaws, victory, yeah, um, Kano wins, Kano wins, uh, just low, just any opportunity they had to yeah. um, bring your soul is mine, yeah, um, finish him, like just yeah. all the all the different like um, catchphrases and things that is known for. They managed to ease into it. Um, I think that's the main thing about this film is that it's a film like for the fans, and yeah. it's like it's a Mortal Kombat film like I don't know what more you could really want from a Mortal Kombat film no like and like the the one thing I like that it's like set up like it's this uh, like they've got this sort of resistance force that are like buying their time recruiting the chosen ones and yeah. um, so like these people are basically these challenges are chosen if they carry a mark yeah. And of uh, and which and they're like, oh, it's a birthmark, and they're like, well, it looks a lot like a dragon, mate. So, um, yeah, no, that that was cool, like because I remember that that was a really stupid bit in the trailer. They had it was like, yeah. it's a birthmark. What does that mean? He was born with it. Like, yes, it's what birthmark it's is. Birth, birth they switched that round in this, but again, that became a thing whereby they set up this you know idea where it was like, right, well, the, the best fighters in the world get this mark, and if you kill one of these people that's got a mark, the mark then gets, yeah. gets passed to you, with the exception of the guy dying. Oh. Um, protagonist guy Cole, he was he was literally just born with his mark. And he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, and that's it. So he's the, but that's not. It's not like all of them were born with it. The rest no. of them are just passed down by being. You know, you earn it. Um, yeah, which is a cool idea. And it's just like there's so much exposition and stuff that they have to get across and do all the fighting stuff. And mm-hmm. They managed to do it in like a brisk, yeah, un, under two hour movie with some really good fight sequences in it and yeah. some genuine like there were some great. Yeah, some moments of just like brutal violence, which is exactly what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what you want and need from a Mortal Kombat film because all the other ones felt a bit. Um, I don't know. Oh, the, like, yeah, they kid gloves on sort oh, of. Oh yeah, of course they did, but it was the nineties. You can they, yeah, yeah. you can do that. Um, and then the other thing I think that it does it does well is that because it's so ridiculous and so silly, you have that character in there just taking the piss out of it all, which is yes. Kano. Kano is the MVP of this movie. Yeah, he's genuinely really funny. <laughs> he's really mad. He's really funny. He's got time for everything. Yeah, there was a genuine like there must have been a twenty minute seat like portion of the movie where it was just Kano. It was the Kano show. Yeah, and it was just great. I was just lo- <laughs> like we dragged along to all this ridiculous school shit, learning about like Raiden and all the rest of it. And he's calling out how ridiculous and like stupid, and stupid is. everything is. And it's like we need that. Is he's the Han Solo type? He's yeah, the, like, yeah. It all sounds like a bunch of simple tricks and nonsense, but yeah. much more sweary, um, <laughs> and much more like, <laughs> no, nah, fuck you though. Like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. And Josh Law is the guy, the actor who plays him, and he's absolutely the VP. So what's he been before? Um, like? I've seen him in barely anything I've ever heard. Really? Well, he was in Anchorman Two. Okay. As one of the guys in the fight, I think. Okay. He was in Bombshell. Right. Um, that's weird. He played George Lazenby in Becoming Bond. Oh, okay. That's very weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but like... Oh, there's one thing I do want to talk about is the... Um, so what's never mentioned mm. in the games is how everybody has like special abilities. Yeah. Everyone has some sort of, like, you go down, down, up, up, square, and that opens up your special ability or yeah. whatever. Um, and even that, they find yeah, a way... was a Tony Hawk cheat, wasn't it? Down, down, up, up, square. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, um, 
But in this, that becomes a plot point. It becomes yeah. the whole thing. It's like, yeah. no, no, right, you must access your, what do they call it? I can't remember. No, it was like your chi or whatever. And that your means kama? that, yeah, your, your, your kamehameha or whatever it's called. Yeah. And by doing that, you have your special power that you can use. And it's like, yeah. that's a very video game trope thing. But I remember I'm watching a video game movie, so yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, they literally have to level up. Yeah. They train, level up, get this ability, and once they've got that, they can just use it as a yeah. as Scott more. has earned the power of self respect. Yeah. It's literally that. Yeah, exactly. And it's great. Yeah. Because they're like, Oh, this is Liu Kang's one, this is Kung Lao's one, this is Kano's one, this is clearly Sub Zero's one. Yeah. Like Yeah. But it's is like I'm I was impressed by like which caused the the back end when they were getting into like the final confrontations between because mm. they basically set this whole fear of the plot if you like is that there's this invading force from the nether nether realm yeah and they are basically just a bunch of different monsters oh no nether realm is um nether realm nether realm outworld nether realm are the people who make the game what am I talking no nether realm is uh where scorpion right. goes to oh okay uh okay uh okay no shall Shang Tsung's forces are all from Outworld. Outworld, that's it. Outworld. Yeah. So the idea is that Outworld is trying to invade our world, and they've got all these like different fighters who are all basically different monsters. They've all got like some of them have got wings, some of them have got four arms, some of them are, they're they're all just fucked up monster people, um, and they go up against our guys who are the guys with the dragon tattoos. Yeah. Um, but what they do a good job of, and without spending too much time in it, is in like their rivalries set up so that yeah. when we get to the end. And they're all having their individual fights. It feels like there's some stakes involved. Yeah. It feels like yeah they've got beef. Yeah. Like each one of them has got beef <laughs> with the person they're fighting. And it's like oh yeah. And also the fact that there has been fatalities and stuff at that point. One could die. Yeah. I was completely prepared for any one of the of the the, the quote unquote good guys yeah. to just get their head squashed. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that I wasn't. I there were two people that I was like. Well, three people that I was like. They're definitely not going to die. Yeah. Uh, because of plot armor, really, mm. is obviously Cole, um, but Raiden and uh, Liu Kang. Yeah. Only because Liu Kang tends to be like... Well, in the, in the original... Like the point of view character for yeah. the games, mostly anyway. Like, he kind of... It often sort of centers around him. It changes. Like, yeah. some of the sort of the games have, like, there are... As I was saying to you, there was a one of the entries was um had like a whole campaign where you started as this like no name character i think his name was ash or something and you went through and you met all these characters whilst he was on this quest mm. because his brother had been killed yeah so um yeah and he ended up being a chosen one and fighting his way to to the end yeah but um that's kind of how it worked within this and like Liu Kang tends to be like a main guy cuz he's been there since the start and he was like yeah but um yeah there are po- and there were points when i was like oh cool i wonder where they're gonna go oh no they're dead yeah exactly yeah is it because they can't yeah once once there's a fatality there's a fatality that's it yeah it's over like some some of the fights even like you it, it builds up to a, what you think is going to be a big fight and then it's oh no no they're dead they're super dead like that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's but they couldn't be more dead they're not getting yeah. back up and there's a lot it. of like really cool touches in there, like the the platforms as well. Yeah. Um, I say platforms, like the levels that you would stay in the game. So there's like the what's called the pit, which was in the first 
Mortal Kombat and has had an iteration of it throughout almost every game. Yeah. It's like a uh like a single like a really slim walkway mm. over like what appears to be this vast drop. And then at the bottom of that is just spikes. Yeah. And the rumour was it if you played if you did a certain special move whilst you were on that level, you could uppercut somebody off the platform onto the spikes as a finisher. Which turns what... out it's true. That was a right. thing that was in there. But um Yeah. And you think that's going to happen in this, but it actually happens in the original. Yeah, that happened in the '95. That's what, how it ends in the yeah. end. Like, a Liu Kang kills the um, Shang, Tsung. Shang Tsung at the end. Yeah, um, and then he says "floral victory," which is, isn't true. Which isn't true. Hey. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, they say that as well. They say that, but they earn it this time. They're right. Yeah. Like that's the thing. They, I can tell this is done again for the fans. Like they know that they're only going to say lines when they're appropriate to be <laughs> yeah. said, not just because they're the lines. Like, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like really cool because again the thing about Mortal Kombat is it's always had these it's been this like uh like almost like community led sort of side of things so yeah. like originally I can't remember who hit it before Midway yeah Midway games yeah originally built originally made it if I remember correctly and then they uh, made it up to a certain point and then they lost it and then that was it they they went under and everyone was like oh shit Mortal Kombat's gone mm. and then out of the ashes of that came NetherRealm Studios with some money yeah. from Warner Brothers and uh, yeah they sort of picked it back up from there with this sort of new level of sort of quality and like yeah. excellence within the games and there's always been these things in there that are touches for the fans and Silly things that happen, like somebody popping their head in and shouting "Toasty, yeah. Toasty" <laughs> is something that happens in the game. And uh, oh, I wasn't talking to you, but I will now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then somebody will do that, and then like there's uh, there's a character in the game called Noob Cybot. Yep. And Noob Cybot, uh, if you turn the names backwards, is Boone and Tobias. Right. <laughs> uh, Ed Boone is one of the big, yeah. Ed Boone and uh, Tobias. Um, yeah, so Boone and Tobias were the guys that originally sort of programmed the game. Yeah. And Ed Boone is still involved. Like, still to this very iteration would, would have been involved with this. Yeah. So that's how these things worked, is that this have always been really community-led, which really comes across within the film. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah. And I think it's not going to be for everyone. Like, no, it is but... like a very, very violent, yeah. very graphic, very silly, very dumb, but at the same time, it's a fucking great time. It's exactly, like, yeah. it's exactly what we need to watch on a Saturday night over fried chicken and Diet Coke. Yeah. It just, I like, I, because I, I've seen some like negative like reviews and stuff coming back from it, but I'm just like, if you, if, I don't know what more you want. No. I'd like, I genuinely don't know what more you want. I'll be really interested to find out if there's like a fan of the franchise who felt they di- who didn't like it. The the only thing I, w- I would say that the the ending was a little uh, under dramatic. Oh yeah, it's a bit of a yeah, but that's because it's the standard setting up a sequel. Yeah, but then I think the confrontation in the in like the um, in the cage. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I just, the only thing with that is I wish there were things, parts of it we've seen in the trailers that I wish we hadn't. Yeah, I wish. That's probably due to the fact of, you know, the fact that this has been delayed. 
yeah. a lot. I think it was due originally to come out last year, mm. and they probably had to put more stuff out in the trailers. It was to supposed to be tail end of last year, like yeah, November yeah. or something. Um, so I can understand why that may have ended up coming. Yeah, and I think it has been a victim of some of its own sort of hype as well. But I think overall, it really, really pays off. Like, yeah, some things come and go quite quickly, but it's more combat. Like, yeah. for a character that gets underserved, there are five more that can get like really well. Yeah, and like, like explained. I mean, the the actor, like I say, the the main MVP is your um the Josh Lawson guy, but everyone yeah. else like. There's no one particularly bad, but there's no one particularly good. No. Like I think um, the main guy, uh, Lewis Tan, is good. Yeah. Um, he he's been in a few things, including you know, he was in the Power Rangers reboot. Yeah. Um, he was also Shatterstar in, in uh, Deadpool Two. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, he was. Fuck. So, but he clearly has got his like the other the other thing that he actually yeah that's the other thing that I remember him from is that do you remember in um, Iron Fist there was the drunken boxer. Yeah, who was better than any other one? It's like maybe he should have played Danny Rand. Yeah, and it's like shit. Yeah, maybe maybe should. And watching this is like, yeah, this guy's really good. Yeah, and like I can imagine that he might have been in the frame for Shang Chi at some point. Yeah, he may may well have been. He's he's a bit older, I think. No, not old enough to have a daughter that age, though. (laughs) It's got hang up on that, haven't you? It just didn't make any sense. She's she's what like fourteen. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, this the Cole has a daughter in this, and I was convinced it was his sister until she started shouting out "Dad." Same, and it confused me. I was completely me. the same. But anyway, that's, that's besides but, yeah, the point. Ignoring the point when he was like, oh, "I was an orphan," and when I was like, "Yeah, but your sister's over there." Yeah, we're both orphans. I don't know. <laughs> they were. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one's like, no one's like outstanding. Um, what's the name? Like Jessica. Uh, Nami uh, plays Sonya. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Like, fine. she's not bad. Like, compared to the previous Sods, oh, of which there were two, um, like, she's she's fine. I thought, yeah, fucking the Sub Zero guy was awesome. Sub Zero is fucking brilliant. Um, Jax was cool, although he didn't get yeah. too much to do. When he did get stuff to do, he was, like, really good. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, if they're, for the characters that are going to be continuing forward, I'm happy. Like, this cast is cool. And I would hope that. Despite, because it's really hard to tell in times like this, like how successful the movie is. Yeah, it's because like they they put it out in the states, um, in the cinemas, and it did okay. But again, yeah. in some states in America, you can't even go to the cinema at the moment. And then a week later, they put it on HBO Max. Yeah. So it's like, did that then kill any more box office that it would have got? And yeah. then in you know in internationally, you can't go to the cinema to see it. They're not even doing it. No. So really hard to tell whether they're but internationally make... like because one of those things isn't it because the money that they would put behind it would be it it's not technically a shop front because they would have the license to yeah distribute it actually no it's on a rental basis at the moment isn't it so it's 16 pounds per rental yeah which is pretty fairly standard across yeah that's all pretty much it, yeah. services and then so they'll probably equate that yeah, well, I mean, f- Invisible Man made a ton of money from yeah, true streaming uh, from like dat- rentals only, like, mm. and that was a good film. I mean, that that's probably better than this, but it's still, and it has less of a niche audience. But at the same time, it's um, yeah, it's it still works. It's still good enough to set up yeah. for a sequel. I think it's, the uh, sequel I think... has the capacity to have a lot more to do. And that, funnily enough, that's exactly what we said about Tomb Raider as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we said Tomb Raider good. I want to see the next one. Though. It's yeah. it's, set, it's laying the groundwork for something better. Yeah. 
And then, sure enough, even though Tomb Raider didn't make a lot of money, they are pushing forward with a sequel. Mm. And they're, they are making it. They've just, I think they've signed a new director recently, and Alicia Vikander, and they're making it, regardless of how well they did. Cool. And hopefully this will be the same. Yeah. So, despite the whatever negative feedback they get or whatever, hopefully they'll incorporate that and move it forward and, and we'll get a, a good franchise out yeah. of it because I've watched another one of these. Yeah, definitely. And like, looking at it, say like, because, should we get into spoilers? Yeah, I think, well, we're about half an hour in now so I think now's a, now's a good chance to um, to get into spoilers. Yeah. Um, but if you, if Mortal Kombat, the film, is you in any way, if you've ever played any of the games or you, yeah. you, there's any part of you that watches the trailer and thinks that looks like fun, watch it. Yeah. If not, if you watch the trailer and go, not for me, it's probably not for you. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a fairly, that's fairly yeah, that's, that's a fair way to put it. Like, you know what you're getting when you go in to see yeah, this. Absolutely. But for you know any like video game Mortal Kombat fans, this is good. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. Check it's it an out. Absolute banger. Um, yeah. So for what it is, it's a banger. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It knows what it is. It's unapologetic about what it is, and it's great. Yeah, it's something that you put on. In the background, when you got your mates around, now the world's opened up a little bit. Yeah. Or your, your bubble. Yeah. Um, right. So, spoilers. Spoilers. So, a couple of things that disappointed me about this. Yeah. Was some of the characters, Melina, for example, the, the big mouth. Yeah. Um, and the Psy. She's got, like, seriously long backstory. Okay. And, like, and they killed her. And they killed her off really yeah. quickly, like really fairly unceremoniously as well. Yeah, true. Like that, that one like wasn't as good as the who was the one with the wings where. He got, oh no, she yeah she was again she was like a deep cut, like a real yeah her and Rico or Rico um, from were both inter- introducing like about four yeah, which was fine, but it was a bit guff and it was a bit like all the characters were a bit limp. <clears throat> like the new ones that they brought. I think that was the last one that Midway did. Yeah. Um, or it might have been DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat, which is mm. the precursor to like Justice game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I was was disappointed about, about Goro. Yeah. So like Prince Goro was, is like a character that's been brought back time and time again. He's like this, he's a general... He's like the second, like, he's like the right-hand man of Shao Kahn. So the bodyguard of Shung. Um, he's there as like this unstoppable wall before yeah. you get to it. It's like the, in the game where things really took a shift. Yeah. Was that you you played through and then you played through and you fought every character. And once you'd fought every character, you then got to Goro. Yeah. And you couldn't play as Goro. You could only fight and you could only fight him, and you got to him, and he's a giant guy four with four arms, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it completely changed things, and then you fought Shang Tsung afterwards, who could, which they didn't do in this, but they've done in other sort of media, is that he, his ability was to change into other fighters. Right, okay. So he would be like, he's Scorpion, and then he's Sub-Zero, and then he's Sonya Blade, and then he's Johnny Cage, and yeah. like he would jump through all these guys, so he was really hard to fight. Yeah. And... um and then, yeah, but in this, they, like, introduced Goro. They're like, Prince Goro, I'm honoured by your appearance, and now you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, it served a plot. Like, have him, yeah. have him dying, like, needed to happen for the progression of the character. But yeah. 
it's another one of those burning through villains things, isn't yeah. it? So look, because there are, I think there's could... another character that I can't remember what he's called now, but um, he's 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 like Goro, but he's got like tiger stripes. Yeah, they could have used him because he's not a character that has really come back. No, and well, they could like, still. Oh, do it's it. that guy, and then. Yeah, I feel like, given the way this universe is, they could quite easily find a way to bring Goro back, yeah. couldn't they? Or any of the ones that have died, basically. Yeah, they could they... find, you know, here's a zombie version of them or a well, or whatever. <laughs> like... It's funny you should say that, don't <laughs> you? Uh, Liu Kang. Yeah. Not Liu Kang. Um, Sub-Zero. Behan Sub-Zero. Yeah. He comes back as Noob Cybot. Right. So his he gets killed by Scorpion, but his soul is brought back via necromancy by I think it's Shinnok or Quan Chi yeah one of the further characters in this um and is brought back as like this smoke monster sort yeah. of thing like it's got they can like duplicate himself and like fabricate out of nowhere and it becomes like this okay yeah this sort of black version of the like, the ninjas that exist within this because yeah. there's all sorts of different colours um so that's really cool because what happens in the games is that does happen. He gets killed. He comes back as Noob Cybot and his younger brother takes up the mantle of Sub-Zero right. and fights for the Lin Kuei. Um, but yeah, I was a bit yeah. disappointed with Melina and Goro, but the other guys are fine because they're just fodder. Yeah, um, but I feel like they couldn't have the, they couldn't all be fodder. Like you no. had to have some sort of. You had to have someone that you didn't think was going to die. Yeah, basically. But and then I feel like yes, yeah, so the Goro thing like that lays the groundwork because he's Prince Goro, as you say. Yeah. And like my limited knowledge of the of the law, notwithstanding, like he's there's a subterranean race of people that are all like him. They're all got four arms, presumably, yeah. and therefore, if you've killed their prince, they're going to want revenge. Yeah. So presumably, they'll send someone else who looks like Goro and is basically Goro in everything but name. Yeah to be in the next tournament so if yeah. anyone was just watching it there'll be a fight in the next movie where there's a guy with four arms yeah <laughs> Kintaro yeah so there's like Goro Kintaro Motaro Motaro's the um, the centaur oh right yeah guy from Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> um, Is, isn't he a centaur slash scorpion kind of he's yeah. a centaur with a scorpion's tail he's got a weird spiky tail but he's also got horns like a minotaur <laughs> That's what I love about the characters in this is that they're all just made they're computer game they're just video game characters yeah and they're so ridiculous and out there it's just like what would be cool the only yeah. basis for what exactly what would be cool to fight uh, I don't know like, well we've got an undead ninja who can take his mask off and his head's a skull and then he can breathe fire okay cool that sounds pretty metal for that in. Uh, <laughs> yeah what else have we got uh... well, we've got have you got a fire bloke have you got an ice bloke I don't. We should no, get an <laughs> yeah, what we should do is we should get a water guy and call him Rain. Yeah, okay, done it. What colour should he be? Uh, purple? Have we got an Australian with a, with a laser beam? Or well, we haven't. We should. We haven't, but we will now. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of which, I think he could come back. Uh, Kano, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they so they gave him the laser eye. Yeah. But obviously in the game... He has like a whole half of his face. Like half yeah. of his face is metal. Yeah. Which was done by Sonya. Yeah. Which is like caused by Sonya, and he had that. And I thought that's where they were going at one point during their fight at the back end. Like she threw something at his eye, and it was like fizzing. I thought, right here we yeah. go. That's where the rest of his face burns off, or whatever. Yeah, because it did seem weird that he just got a laser eye out of nowhere. Yeah, like I thought that was going to be Max. He loses an eye, and then it gets replaced by a laser yeah. eye, not just 
suddenly he can shoot lasers out one of his eyes. Yeah. Not both. It's not both. Like... <laughs> Look, I mean, we're talking about a guy that went to hell and waited there for generations, ten generations, yeah, before coming back to get his revenge. Just come back sooner. Why wait like a few hundred years? So it took him that so, long to master the flames of hell. I don't know. He doesn't. I don't know. Whatever he's done, but anyway, it's, yeah. it's so he hid there, <laughs> and then like I think there's a lot more that we can they, that they can do here, and a lot more that we can see. But it is pretty promising for like a lot yeah. of the stuff. Like from spoiler aspect aside, it's just a couple of people dying. Yeah. Like, um, and they and they give you like the visceral oh shit moments because yeah. they? they're proper fatalities. It's the yeah the, the main one being. Um, Oh, I keep forgetting her name. Wings. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But yeah, that where it, I she literally did the, do the buzz saw with yeah. his hat and literally just splits her in half. <laughs> so, fuck. I mean, that's like a classic. Oh yeah. Like, but the fact they actually did that on screen in like yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I mean the gore and stuff is cool. I will say that like particularly that first scene, there was lots of CGI blood flying yeah. around. Which I could have done without. I was like, if, yeah. you're gonna do, if you're going to make it gory and bloody, that's fine, but use some squibs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, like, use a little bit more practical because some of the blood in this is very cheap. Yeah, and like there are moments where like the the budget you can see. Yeah, there are moments. Like I said to you, there were a couple of times where where you got the uh, the wide shots of where they were. Yeah. And it, <laughs> And it looked very much like something from the early the nineties movies. Yeah. Like it looked like really bad CGI. Like, look, we're in, the, and it's like, oh, we're shit. in this giant mountain, big mountain type things. Like, yeah, though, I, you know, we no, can see that. It's like, yeah. So hopefully, if the, yeah, if this this is successful, maybe they'll have a bit more budget next time around to mm. actually build some more sets or film on location or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, um, I would love to see a couple more sequels out of this. Yeah. Well, the, just because one the... thing they didn't actually do oh yeah spoilers one thing they didn't actually do was the tournament well I was literally just reading it just now and basically what the what the writer of this is saying is that he was he's envisioned what he thinks a trilogy could look like yeah and he's saying that he wants movie one to be like pre-tournament movie two is the tournament and then movie three is like the fallout after the tournament yeah so that's like his three act structure of the whole yeah. thing and it's like thinking about where this left off that makes sense mm-hmm. so like they're gonna get they need to go and find more champions yeah the tournament still hasn't happened yet basically yeah. this is all just a precursor so yeah yeah and i think that works because it happens fairly commonly with the um the games as well is that the the next game starts off with something happening because of earth realm yeah winning the previous one yeah so yeah, there is all sorts of stuff there. Also, there's one touch that I thought was quite cool was um, uh, so there was an amulet that Kano picked up when he was in the Temple of the Guardians or whatever it's called. Yes, and he said, put that back. He never did, like, did he? Well, we didn't see him put it back. But the thing about that is that that's so Shinnok is an evil sorcerer who's like who's not a god or but has like these godlike powers. Mm. Of like necromancy and controlling the dead and stuff, like equal to Raiden. Yeah, and he loses, and his sources all come through this amulet of like, like necromantic soul energy and stuff like that. But it's but it also corrupts people. Right. So it's interesting that that's it's at that point that he's sort of he starts yeah. to like he's always been a bad guy. But, but it's then, like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. 
because he does like a turn. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, they might have. Maybe there was more to that, and maybe they had to cut it out or whatever. It was yeah. interesting. Because I did see a couple of things that they're like, oh, things were have been cut from this. Yeah, it'll be an extended um, cut probably. Yeah, this one there. She's thinking about definitely going to watch extended cut. Like, yeah. hope, if it, I hope it happens. I'd love to see more of these. Yeah, like, I'd love to see a trilogy, and then yeah, that's cool. Like, don't yeah. let it. Well, no, they'll never stop there, will they? If they no. can, make, if they can spin it out forever, they will. They make but... 20, 23 films, <sighs> whatever. It's, it's <laughs> worth the games. Um. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what more there is to say about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it really. kind of wraps up. Yeah, um, yeah, good fun was had by all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, a great family day out. Yeah, take the kids. Take the kids. <laughs> take them to the cinema. Sneak them in. Um, uh, take them to therapy afterwards. Yeah. It. so yeah Mortal Kombat definitely worth checking out we'd yeah. say um, inter- if you've got any other um, thoughts and you disagree with us in any way please let us know um, we do want a sort of interaction with people on these um, yeah. so let us know what you think you can email us at theomcastpod at gmail.com um, or you can just get in touch with us on the Facebook page or on Insta. Instagram or anywhere where we put the episodes just um, just sh- send in a yeah. comment if drop you, us a message yeah if you agree or disagree or whatever you think about the movies um, next up, don't know. Well, we're we are we're on the precipice. We're yeah, we're just under under ten days from mm. the the world. Yeah, as in the well, the UK having a bit of a grand reopening. Yeah, and I, I think the first thing on the agenda for us is definitely going to be Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, that's at the cinema for um, sure. Because, yeah, we're not, no matter what, even though there's the option to do exactly what we've done with yeah. this here, we feel that that needs to be at the cinema because yeah. of the scale of it. Um, so we'll definitely be going and seeing that in a couple of weeks' time. But between now and then, we be, maybe we could do uh, Nomadland. I don't know if you've managed yeah. to watch that this yeah, week. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, let's um, dial it back a bit and do, <laughs> do a grown-up film. Do, a grown, do one more grown-up <laughs> film before we get into some, some crazy shit. Because I think it's, I think it's like... Kong and Godzilla, and then almost like immediately after is um, Quiet Place Two. They just put a new trailer out. Oh, it's okay. just about to come out. They're going to put it out pretty quick. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm all over that. Well over that. Nice. Um, and maybe we can go back and watch that. We, I know we were literally about to do an episode on A Quiet Place One. We were, yeah. Before Fuck. all this started, so it'd be nice to f- go we'll back full circle get back there. and go back to a grand rewatch and, and watch and that would be good, wouldn't it? Because I yeah, remember like the posters being in the cinema and we're like, it's yeah. coming out in like two weeks. Yeah, so we were like, right, well, we'll record that. We'll record A Quiet Place that week and then the following yeah. week we'll do A Quiet Place too. And everything stopped. Yeah. Um, and that, I think now it's like first week of June, it's going to be out in cinemas. Nice. Okay, um, cool. So we can get that going as well. Um, I'm going to go back and watch all the Monsterverse. Monsterverse, ones. yeah, I know. I'm thinking about doing a bit of that over yeah. the next week as well. I think we should. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Be back on the next one. If you've got any other recommendations, we haven't covered let us know um and we'll see you all on the next one bye bye finish it finish him finish him oh no come on ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>